0: Ube Chats, UBE, Unlocking Brown Egos, your podcast with two atas destigmatizing mental health access and mental health disparities to the Filipino American youth and Filipino American community all over the world.
1: We are your co hosts, Chachubara, and hello. I'm Eileen. Thank you for joining us. If today's podcast resonated with you, feel free to let us know at anchor.fm slash chats and send us a voice message well without further said and do let's get on it with the podcast and welcome back to Ube Chats. today on episode two i had the opportunity in interviewing and asking questions to michael mylene mamorado hi mylene
0: hello hello sorry y'all this is like more of my natural personality because I'm really loud and energetic. But woo, yay.
1: Yes, we love that energy. So for those of you who don't know and may not know who you are, uh, could you bit introduce bit introduce a little bit about you
0: and your personal pronouns? Yeah, of course. So hello, I am Maylene. I go by she, her pronouns and I grew up in the Bay area and I went to San Jose State University. I just graduated like, two or three months ago during the pandemic and I majored in public health. Nice! Also because we love reflecting why we choose our major.
1: I wanted to ask why did you choose your major? Of course
0: the public health is kind of not really talked about within the high school demographic but for those who do not know public health the best way to describe it is that we have our medical specialists and we have our medical teams but public health is like the the community aspects of healthcare, where we outreach to community to ensure that they have access to doctors, nurses, mental health services, and et cetera. So as the medical field is more based on the treatment aspects of health, public health is more about the community outreach and removing stigma from our communities. That is what I do and for why I chose it to be honest it's one of those things that you don't know about in high school because in high school I thought I was going to be a kid major or I was going to be a nurse stereotype and then by the time I went to college I was kind of just questioning why I wanted to be it and I just felt like every bone in my body just felt like I was in the wrong place so I ended up in public health because once again my mom was like oh you should be a nurse my dad wanted to be more in the business route so I ended up doing something in the middle and I knew like One of my tutors at the time was actually a public health professional. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? But now I'm at a place now where I actually do really love my my major right now, just because of the pandemic right now, the public health news is like every single day. That's all you kind of see in 2020 and 2021. And it's for public health specifically, it's more focused on multiculturalism, um, multi, multiculturalism, health issues within like specific like mi- minority groups and people of color and also social justice and how that is rooted in the work that we do. So that's why I honestly really like my major now and how it's really relevant to the conversations of the pandemic and mental health. Yeah, thank you
1: for sharing that. Out. And especially because like like you're right, like public, I didn't even know public health existed you sharing that um especially to our listeners out there especially we will not be going to be high school overall kind of idea that public health is no one really knows much about it but thank you for bringing thank you for bringing it up and explaining.
0: And plus, because of the pandemic, you all better know what I'm doing because we're the ones who are like distributing the vaccines and enforcing social distancing laws throughout the entire pandemic for the past two years. So making sure you all know what we do now because we're like the forces behind it.
1: Yes. So transition, that's a really great way
0: to segue of this question of like community. Yeah, of course. I think for me, like one thing, especially with this ongoing pandemic, nurses, the the issues with nurses have been extremely underrated because of like working conditions and that how in California in particular, although we're like 4% of like this, like state population, I believe more than 20% of the state's nursing force is Filipino, identify as Filip- Filipina X's and O's. So the fact that a lot of us are contributing to the working environment of it, but however, a lot of them are dying because they have high rates, high rates of diabetes and that they're on the older side and that they're exposing themselves to COVID-19 all the time and that they're not, how do I say this? And they're possibly spreading it to their families and that no one really talks about it even within our own like Philippines American community is kind of disheartening. So that's what I'm kind of using my major right now is to bring awareness of ongoing health issues that are going on with our community. And as of right now, I'm more interested in just the community outreach of it to make sure that everyone in our community has access either to a vaccine or if there's like a reason why they don't wanna use something, then my job is to educate them on the stigmatizing the issues, and as of the future, as of right now, this episode, honestly, this can probably change within the next two or three year, from two to five years. That's normal. I am planning to get my MPH in community health sciences, like in concentrations in like immigrant health or mental health focuses, just because those are my top priorities right now in my life. And yeah, but honestly, as of right now, that can probably change in the next few years, but that's like the route that I'm going for right now. And any job that aligns with any of those values of multiculturalism, putting priority within that like Asian-Americans and like mental health is anything that I'm-
1: you know, anything can change in two years, but I'm rooting for you all the way, especially because that's really needed right now and how we know. But I wanted to ask before
0: we move on is what, Organization, are you affiliated with? As of now, I'm kind of into many because I just spend a lot of my free time like in the community organizing space. But as of now, it's actually Epic with Chachi because that's where we're doing our professional development right now. And in terms of San Jose state wise, I'm involved with the In Solidarity Network, which is like a coalition of like multicultural. And social justice organizations under associated students at San Jose State. And I currently work at one of them until, until the summer ends. And then I was also highly involved in a nonprofit called Braven. They are an organization that empowers first generation students and students of color to, uh, to obtain the skill, the professional skills needed to secure a first strong job or internship, because for those who don't know San Jose State is 83% has an 83% student population of people of color and 50% more than 50% of the students are also identify as first generation. So that's just a little background about me. And then when it comes down to the overall like nationwide organizations, EPIC, as I mentioned earlier, I used to be highly involved with TIO, but I still talk to them like the leaders from there once in a while. So I feel like I still haven't left yet. I am also right now currently involved with APOLI. It stands for the Asian Pacific American Leadership Institute that empowers Asian Americans and young high school students to get engaged in civic life and public service. And that's where I am right now, currently in life. I feel like there's more, but as of now, that's what I'm currently involved with. And if we talk more about what I did in the past, like one or two years, that's gonna be a list of like eight more organizations, but it's okay. Those, these are the ones I'm currently involved in as of right now.
1: That's great. And like hearing the organization that you're affiliated with, it kind of really make, does really make sense of like the the, the passion, the, the ultimate passion that you have, especially with the major that you hold. and- be able to kind of relate it to like what you want to do. Does your perception of mental health changed now that you are a
0: college graduate? As of now, it has definitely changed a lot just because in high school, I grew up, even though I live in the Bay Area and everything, I actually did go to high school in like a white majority area. So a lot of the, whenever I had mental health issues, the kids honestly just could not relate to it just because they don't have that cultural background knowledge of what I was going through. And it really, and even though I was still struggling with my own issues in like my first two years of college, I honestly never had the courage to go regularly until this year, actually. just because like I grew up in that, you know, highly devoted Catholic life. I'm still in it, by the way. And like for me, trying to like have the, trying to get rid of my own stigma to at least go to it often, have the time to it or at least like just go to that first session was extremely like daunting for me. And especially, and nothing against like the services at SJSU, but it does take a while to get treated there. I believe even if you make an appointment, it takes more than two weeks just to get the appointment. And then you you wait another week just to get scheduled. So it's a very long process. And I just felt like it wasn't accessible to me. And now that I'm older, there's honestly, like there's more than one way to do it, y'all. You don't need to go to your school organization or your school um, counseling services if you have a problem with it. And even when you get older, like there's always more than one way to get free access. Like I know people who had to wait until they were fifty or so until they got it, and I don't think that should be the case for anyone. You can literally start at any young age to do um, to start. Um, advocating for your mental health and to go to therapy if you really wish. I just want to put that out there. If you are not vibing with where whatever is available to you, honestly, a huge part of mental health is finding the right therapist and finding the right person. And like the moment that you found that person, like that, that really good therapist for you, then everything will click. So if you have a bad time, like once, it doesn't reflect on the entire experience as a whole. So, yeah.
1: That it's really a great way of like putting it there because I feel like for anyone like just listening like when when they hear the word therapist it's like it's hard especially because when they say therapist like oh why do I have to go to a therapist like it's different in how people will articulate it so thank you for ex- kind of like elaborating a little bit and I guess this is going to be a little like off of what we kind of discuss and a question that kind of came up uh, when you were talking is when it comes to your own major when it comes to your environment because I kind of observe how your environment really have impact you a lot and like especially because as someone who is a still practicing catholic and also as a huge mental health advocate how you want how do you want to like advocate it together. I get
0: that actually a lot just because it is part of my intersectionalities is that although like people don't see Catholicism as like, you know, like a minority issue now, like I still feel like I do just because people are like leaving all the time or they just don't take it seriously anymore. So for me, it's been an interesting experience. Um as of now, the way that I see it now is that I feel like growing up, especially within Philippines American households, you're told to just talk it out. Like talk about your issues to your friends, talk about it to your peers, talk about it to your group. Um, but reality is that they are not professionals, y'all. They don't go to the root causes of the problem. And that if you talk to these issues to your groups, It doesn't get down really to the real root of what is going on. They don't see that. And when you go to a therapist, they will actually go to the root causes of why you are doing what of the actions that you are doing or the behaviors you're doing or the thoughts that you have. And then they'll try to resolve it from there. It's the same thing. So The way I I describe it is that as much as we we take care of our bodies like the way we take care of our souls and when we take care of our souls, we'll take care of our bodies. So you have the doctors who are there to take care of you physically. You have the priests that will take care of you spiritually through confession. And by the way, confession is not a a replacement for therapy. They're there for your soul, not for your mind. And then you have your therapists are there to take care of your mind so there you go you have the body mind and spirit and which are three very core values to catholic faith it's just that because there it was just so it's just not talked about enough within those communities from that catholic perspective that i feel like there's just a huge misconception of it but yeah that's really how i explain it to any like filipina to any Filipino american like um, Catholic member and anyone who's still in the Catholic, in the practicing faith, is that no, 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 no. You have the priest there. Yes, you have priests, but they're there like mostly for your soul. You have other people there for your body. And now you have your therapist for your mind because all of it just interlocks. And then you take care of all three, you make have one very healthy person as a whole. So, yeah.
1: I think that was a really solid answer. And Honestly, I, I I really wanted to bring it up because, like, for, 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 especially in our community, like, when we think, when we think about mental health, um, we, people kind of, like, there's always, like, memes and jokes, like, oh, my parents want me to pray more, but, like, what you said, like, there's really a, com- there's the three different components to it, and, like, it's a really important thing to, like, kind of bring out there, and, like, to see that it's still possible to to be a mental health advocate
0: and also to be yeah your faith if you still practice it and one thing to mention as well is that catholic churches do not talk about like the history of it so i am aware i am very aware that catholic church does not always have the best cultural history in our in our culture because you know colonization sucks i am totally aware of it i uh, I am very aware of it a lot. And also the fact that it is kind of forced upon. So if you do not practice it, I am totally respectful of it. I am totally respectful of whatever you wish to practice in. And that although I don't understand it's completely stigmatized within our cultures and to keep it just, just because we've been colonized for 500 damn years plus more years, it is totally okay if you do not practice it. I understand that some families are a lot more conservative than others. But I just wanted to give you at least a good explanation to describe it if you're ever in a situation where you need to describe about therapy within your own family and within yourselves. So yeah. Just wanted to put that out there. Yes, that's really an important way to distinguish
1: as well. And like I really, really so much, so much appreciation goes out to Meleen for being able to share share it as well. And I think that's valid, a really crucial part. Um and explaining our background and with that said what was the inspiration behind our podcast UBE chats especially because if you if you guys are wondering UBE is not just UBE it's actually an acronym that Maylene actually we both kind of came up with it but majority it was Maylene idea. Uh, our acronym is called unlocking brown eagles or obey for short so what was the inspiration behind this podcast me
0: yeah so from our perspective honestly all of my projects so far have all related to mental health so i felt like whenever i do something or if someone asks me oh what project do you want me to do it's always going to be mental health related but like I think it's interesting because when people think about mental health podcasts, they think about more of the storytelling aspects of it, and that is totally valid and everything. And I totally preach to all of the podcasts right now that focus on that. However, there isn't really a lot of podcasts that talk pretty much that bring so many different professionals working in those spaces together, and who are doing the same, who are doing the work to advocate in like for their jobs. And I think as someone growing up, I only was told about therapy that can help you, but in reality, there's all of these other professions that are, that are in the works of helping to advocate for you and your rights to obtain for, an access, for free access to mental health. So that's, and especially when it comes from like folks in the community who are doing the work as well and having that representation for you. It's like, oh, there's some, there's people out there that look like me who get my struggles, who are doing the work. It's like, oh, maybe that's another reason why I should go. Also for podcasts, it also just makes it so accessible for everyone. Like the the beauty of the podcast, we do everything online now. There's pros and cons to it, but there's definitely a lot of pros to it. And Yeah. And I honestly just reached out to Chachi just because I already knew that she was already doing it as well. So I was like, might as well. We're called EPIC stands for Empowering You Through Collaboration. So might as well make it collaborative. And yeah, that's kind of just my main inspiration. That's kind of like the main thing I do now for my life. And really, it really wasn't until... I'm always been an, it's interesting cuz like I've always been an advocate for mental health but it really wasn't until someone from the community told me that you can't just go to therapy once that's not that's not how it works you go as often as you go to the doctor the dentist or if you're in the faith as often as you should go to confession if you're in the faith that if you're not that's totally fine you should go to therapy often because that's how you're going to treat yourself more is when you go often and you make the most out of it. So for those who are at, who, who have always had that thing like me, who has always been into mental but they never had the courage to keep going, that's my motivation to you. You can't go once people, you go as often as you can. And that's really when you start seeing the changes and the way that you behave and you act from your traumas. Solid, that was 100% solid and just
1: like you say cool i say solid too cuz i i have highly so much respect for you milian and i honestly think like when you brought up like empowering and collaboration like that's the reason why we started this is through through really like the the best way to but to just make a difference is put our heads together Two heads is better than one. That is
0: very true. And yeah, that's kind of just like what I have right now. And is there any more questions that Tachi has for me? One
1: last question before we end, and because I know it's like almost midnight in the Pacific Coast, is
0: what is your favorite favorite? bts okay for those who don't know half of my spotify is dedicated to k-pop so that's kind of like a fuzzy thing about me i think honestly i've never actually seen bts in concert yet just because their tickets are way too overpriced sometimes and they're very difficult to get so i personally haven't seen them live or anything and what was the question was it like a con or like a song or what is your favorite BTS song? Um,
1: I say this because um, they some of their songs are actually, one of them was written because of mental uh, mental health. They have, they're a huge mental health advocate as well. Yeah, so
0: for those who don't like who only see BTS as a very popular pop group. They are totally are, but it's kind of more than that. Um, for me personally, I think my favorite song changes but there's one in particular I have actually a hat of it right now in my room it's somewhere there. I know a lot of people now see BTS as a very popular pop group and they definitely are and don't get me wrong they deserve all that recognition and stuff but honestly if you look a lot at their old albums like Map of the Soul 7 and in my opinion Wings they are it's a lot more than that it is so intellectual because they don't Write like pop songs like Americans, they grab so much inspiration from philosophy and theories and psychology theories and like literature books and other like and like other like issues like that. So it's very deep how they write music. And one of my favorite songs, I do not have it right now because it's way too hot right now in California to wear it in the summer, but I have a beret from their, one of their older albums when they started getting more popular. It's called The Most Beautiful Moments of Life, translated in English, part two. It has the logo on the back and it has a butterfly on it. And then in the front, it says, Nevermind. And that's my favorite B-side track from BTS. The background about the song, uh, it's from Suga, who's my favorite member. And I am a Pisces moon. He's a Pisces, so he understands me a lot. Um, on a very deep intellectual level and one thing that the song really stands out to me is pretty much like you can tell based on the way that this man is rapping and singing that he's gone through a lot in his life and when he says that yes like life's really hard but then like when the grass like flowers and the moss always grows brighter when it's gone through a lot of dirt and then when he started explaining that when you go, when life gets hard, go hard again. And if you're called and if you mess up and if you're going to a wall, keep pressing harder. And even when you're called an idiot sometimes, just keep pressing hard and keep accelerating forward because this is what I like to do. And I'm not gonna follow called Nevermind by BTS. Yeah. It's only sung by three members. Yeah, never mind BTS. Yeah, it's really short. It's like less than like four minutes. It's very emotional. Like I was like, yo, I can feel this man's pain, and I like vibe in with it. It's just a very. It shows a lot of passionate passion from this man because he's been through a lot in his life, and like I can totally relate to it. So as you can see from the lyrics, hold up, um, go. Yeah. So yeah, we are still young. Like, we go to the bridge. We are stung in your chair, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. The rock, the stone doesn't roll on, moss and flowers don't grow on stones that haven't been rolled on. And if you make mistakes, it's okay. We all do forget about it and just keep accelerating harder and just keep accelerating through life. So... That's kind of like a really good like description of my life because I'm literally like busy, like 24 seven and I just do whatever makes the most sense to me. So yeah, that's kind of how I go through my life. If you listen to it on your own time, it's so damn like emotional. Yeah, that's my song recommendation. That's my favorite song. It's literally less than three minutes. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna listen to it.
1: We're going to end no. the podcast
0: this way. My K-pop life is getting
1: exposed. It's not a secret, but damn, y'all. <laughs> 그 당시 나는 당시에는 무서울 게 없었지 몇 번에 좌절 그건 아무것도 아니야? 달라진 갓을 그때에 비해 조금 커진 갓, 낭데야, 비에 비해 조금 성숙해진 시야 쪼금 지하 작업실에서부터 아구정까지 쪼금 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 주인 모두 말했지 쪼금 so
0: well, I really love them. Like most people, see them as a very popular, like you know, pop band. But at the end of the day, they do write a lot about uh, a lot of personal things very a lot about emotional things that go on their, in their lives and Suga, my ultimate bias definitely brings it out if you listen to his albums and his songs so yeah definitely brings in a lot of heart and soul into what is usually seen as a very saturated market. I can go on more about that but yeah yeah and plus this song came out around the time I came into the fandom as well so good times y'all good times. It is its it is. Thank you, Reline,
1: for sharing. I only ask. I only ask this. I only ask you because, uh, especially with our pod, especially with the theme of our podcast, two artists removing stigmas about mental health within the Philippines youth community. I tied in BTS because I recently also learned that BTS writes songs, a lot of personal songs, like what you just mentioned, and most of them is their experiences and what they go through and that's one way to express yourself is through writing songs so thank you Milene for sharing and thank you for your time no and yeah I catches later on woo, woo. Woo.